you, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Good afternoon. My name is Mark Holmes. I am the director of the Cecil G. Shep Center for Health Services Research in the North Carolina Rural Health Research Center at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I'm an economist whose expertise is in rural health policy. For today's hearing, I will provide context on challenges facing the non-VHA rural health care system. Rural veterans may receive some or, more, or much of their health care from community providers, so it's important to recognize the fragility of the overall rural health care system as part of their health care portfolio. I am unable to cover all the salient topics in rural health today, so I'll focus my comments on three main points relevant to today's topic. The first is that rural health care infrastructure continues to erode, and this threatens the health and well-being of the 60 million Americans, including the 5 million veterans who live in rural areas. Two, Congress should consider some effective rural health workforce policies. And third is that many rural communities have also shown remarkable ability to innovate and use their strength and local assets to overcome challenge. Since 2005, nearly 200 rural communities have seen, their rural have seen their hospital close or close its inpatient service. Those hospitals that do survive have steadily gotten smaller. Rural hospitals have cut services like maternity care and home health services, and inpatient care in rural hospitals has fallen by 13 to 20 percent in the last decade alone, with most of the decreases driven by rural residences being increasingly likely to receive inpatient care at urban hospitals. Access to specialty care is also affected. 20, approximately 20% of Americans live more than 60 minutes from oncology services, and rural residents who have to drive an hour each day, each day, each way, for five weeks in a row to get their radiation treatment are facing fatigue of long car travel while fighting cancer. Meanwhile, many specialty services, including maternity, surgical, and other key specialties, are eroding in rural areas. Given evidence that female veterans may be more dependent on non-VHA providers to receive certain gender-specific services like obstetric and gynecologic care, the erosion of these services in rural communities is especially worrisome for this population. Rural places have long faced workforce shortages. Many proposed policy solutions to address these workforce challenges focus on one profession at one stage in their career. And it's critical that we look at solutions that aren't siloed in this fashion and support healthcare workers across their entire career trajectory. Decades of research have taught us that one of the most effective ways to boost health workforce in rural and underserved areas is to train them in rural and underserved areas. By growing the number of rural training opportunities and then ensuring that resources are available to retain that workforce across their careers, we can ensure that the workforce needed to support rural areas is there for decades to come. Efforts to expand physician training have paid great dividends. For example, HRSA's Rural Residency Planning and Development Program has helped lead to more new rural residency slots in the last five years than were established during the previous decade. By supporting residency program development, Congress can increase the number of slots in underserved communities, which, impacts, which improves access to healthcare. As you all know, the Choice Act directed and funded the VHA to increase the number of residency slots by 1,500, with many rural VHA facilities receiving priority for additional slots. Additionally, the VA's GME pilot program on graduate medical education and residency will allow the VA to fund startup costs for new programs that train VA residents at non-VHA facilities. This is a new approach for the VHA and will help bolster their ability to train residents in facilities where many veterans seek care. Congress could consider whether expand this model to train additional types of health professions beyond physicians. Veterans would benefit from health professionals who are trained and practice on interprofessional teams both in VA and VHA and non-VHA facilities. Behavioral health is particularly salient healthcare service for veterans. Veterans experience certain conditions, notably TBI and substance use disorders, more often than their civilian counterparts. 
Although access to behavioral health care remains a crisis throughout the country, compared to urban residents, rural residents receive less care from providers with less specialized training, and the care they received is less likely to be innovated. Innovative. This creates a particularly acute challenge for rural veterans. There are fewer health care providers to treat and manage their more prevalent behavioral health needs. Perhaps because of the more limited resources in rural communities, there are many examples where rural health care innovation has led the way. It is important to continue to recognize that rural health care systems are different and not simply small versions of urban and can yield similar outcomes when given the opportunity. One word of caution is we've talked a lot about telehealth today, and we've heard about one quarter of rural veterans not having internet in their home, and we can't have systems that are built on, uh, on uh, veterans connecting with their uh, providers in the parking lot of a library. Although rural residents and those who visit rural communities face rural ba real barriers to achieving their full health potential, history has shown that throughout that thoughtful legislation designed to address rural-specific challenges and leverage the assets of rural America has been successful in improving the lives of those who live in our rural communities. 